All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Crazy Stories from My Crazy Life. This is Julian. These are crazy stories. These are crazy stories. These are crazy stories from my crazy life. So, I got one for you. Last weekend, I was, it's been bucket list for a long, long time. Decided to go bungee jumping. Uh, as you can tell from the description, things got a little, little sour. So, uh, up here in Washington State, currently, drive about, it's about two and a half hours, so two hours straight south on the border of Washington and Oregon, and we go east, inland, uh, about a half an hour, a little town that's called Amboy, Washington, middle of nowhere, no cell phone reception, nothing like that. So a bit of a sketchy area, but figure it's all good. I've got my wife in the car. I've got my one-year-old son and my dog. Big 86-pound old English bulldog. Really, really, typically a really good dog. So, pull into this little uh, parking lot. It's a little sketchy. It's gravel. I see some some random-looking people standing there. Hey, do you guys work here? Like, no, we just went bungee jumping. Like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, how do I get there? There's like a, some crappy sign, but it's behind a bush. So it's all this gravel area, just right next to a road. So yeah, you have to walk out and around and walk up about maybe a quarter mile or a third of a mile, uh, like a path, kind of like a hiking path. And then you just come out to a bridge and that's where you jump and you'll, you'll see some people there. Like, wow, okay, cool. So I decided to do that. Take, put the kid in the stroller. Uh, I'm walking the dog, wife's pushing the stroller. We go, I get down there. Get, get locked up. Like, man, it, it was a lot more than I thought I was getting into. I was like, this doesn't look too bad. This doesn't look too bad. Until you get strapped on, you get that harness, and you're going. So they take me. They, the guy puts me in the harness, tells me, hey, this is what you expect. You're going to want to lean all the way forward. It's like a belly flop since you're strapped in right here. Uh, this is where the D-ring will connect you. And then you're going to do a second jump. I'm doing a second jump. He's yeah, you sign in for two jumps. See the forward one, and then you do a backwards one. You're going to try and do like a back, uh, like a back drop. Just flat on your back. It's a lot easier said than done, let me tell you that. So they, they, they get me all locked up. Oh, my stomach is going crazy. Like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm scared. It's the highest bridge in North America. So I'm nervous. Uh, they get me lock, locked in. I go, step up. They make you move your legs over on this platform. It's not like a platform that opens and you just step out. You have to put your legs over and hold on so you don't just slip and just fall. But you're locked in, so if you slipped and fall, fell, you should be okay, theoretically. But, oh man, it's scary. You have, you have to step over this thing and hold on. And then they do, three, two, one, and you jump. But you go to jump, and then you, your body realizes, holy crap, I'm jumping down 190 feet. Uh, maybe to my death? Hopefully not, but maybe. With a river that's six six inches of water, it looks like. Maybe a foot of water in this river tops. Like, well, that's not enough to catch me. So I do it. <laughs> Scared as anything. Crap in my pants, but couldn't believe it. So I hit. Boom. And then you actually bounce back up faster 
Then when you go down, so boom, I'm freaking out again. The bouncing back up because I'm thinking in my head, am I going to hit this bridge, this big old metal bridge? My wife said, everybody thought you got hurt the way you were screaming. It was scary. It was incredibly scary. So I did that. You bounce about four or five times. Boom, bouncing. They pull you back up. Oh, so they, they let this thing down to you. You hook it onto the D-ring, and they pull you back up. Once you're up there, you grab on. You lift yourself back up onto the platform. They start checking your D-rings, make sure you're good to go. Boom, 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 make things are good. They go, okay, you ready? I didn't realize the second jump was happening right then and right there. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Uh, wait, uh, no. Uh, oh, wait, right now? Right now? Oh, my God. Okay. Two, three, two, and I'm facing backwards now. So before I jumped forward, now they say, oh, you're going to go straight back. Look up. They go, three, two, one. And I go to jump backwards, but I take like a little bit of a push off and I freeze. I go, ah, ah, ah. Frozen in the air. I kind of go down like a pencil. Cause I'm like, oh. Glad I hit, pulls me back up. Oh my god, it was one of the scariest things I've ever experienced in my entire life. So I'm freaking out. Uh, I guess it was fun, but man, was it scary. I the whole time going down, I thought, oh my god, this is it. Oh my god, this is it. This is it. This is it for me. And then you hit. And you go back up, and this time, you're really on your back looking up. Like I feel like I'm going to go right into this bridge. Luckily, didn't hit the bridge. Luckily, made it out alive. I got done doing that going, oh my god, I never want to do that again. That was horrible. Why do people do this? There were some guys there that were doing it. That It was like, oh yeah, this is my fourth time. This is my ninth time. Like, what is wrong with you guys? I was the first, and then the second. Good. Bucket list. Chit check. Kablammy. So done with that. So I'm full of adrenaline. So my my wife took our kid and our dog around the corner. She's like, yeah, I didn't want I didn't want to see it and I didn't want them to see it. I go, Yeah, that's that's probably a good call. So she's like, how was it? So I had a GoPro attached to my head. I'm like, oh let's check out the footage. Haven't used the GoPro in like two years. I guess it doesn't work. So no footage there. Uh, luckily, I gave somebody my crappy cell phone when they got some footage. So we'll use that uh, to keep. But yeah, the GoPro, I had the GoPro strapped right onto my head. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Extreme. Didn't work out the way I was hoping. So we got that footage, though, uh, from my cell phone, at least. But the GoPro thing was super disappointing. So show... Oh, we're like, oh yeah, let's check this out. So we walked like this quarter mile. At this point, it's almost three in the afternoon. We're like, our son needs to eat lunch because it was. He was taking a nap before. Uh, he wasn't quite hungry, and now it's almost three. We're like, geez, we haven't given him lunch because. Then we got here like one forty-five because it was supposed to be a two o'clock jump. There's some people in front of me, so we're like, okay, we need to feed him. So we take him, we put him in like in our hatch, the hatch of our car. Put him in there and like pop him up, give him cheese stick. He's got a pouch, cheese stick. He's got crackers, uh, veggie straws. He's got all, all the snacks. He's chomping away. It's about 81 degrees. So 
it's chilly today. It's been chilly since then, but that day was about 81 degrees at the time. And my our dog, big old English bulldog, said, ha, 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 ha. So we're like, okay, we put him in the shade. Uh, my wife takes the leash off him, gets his pop-up bowl, fills it full of water. He's drinking water. Okay, he's got water. We're getting the kids some food. I grab a beef stick, take like two bites of him. Got the beef stick still in my mouth. All of a sudden, my dog went, took off. Like, what the, where is he going? He runs into these bushes on the other side of the parking lot, not the side that you walk, go out and walk up towards to go to the bridge, the other side. I see something through those bushes, but I'm like, well, what is he running towards? Run out. I try to get towards him. There's barbed wire. He ran through the barbed wire. They're like ducked under it. He must have skinned his back or something. I couldn't get through. I'm cutting my hands trying to go like, ah, ah. My wife's screaming, get him. I'm like, I'm trying. I have to run outside the entrance of the parking lot and go around. As I turn a corner, I see three big stallion horses, three dogs, my, my dog being the fourth, three grown women, and three like 12 year old looking daughters of these grown women. I assume it's their daughters, but but three 12 year old girls, three adult women, all about the age of 40, I'd say, uh, all white, very country area. And these three big old horses. And my dog is jumping up at this one horse trying to like attack this horse. I see as I'm turning the corner, all this, and I see the one lady, boom, kicking my dog. Just, poof, kicks my dog. And I'm sprinting, sprinting right now, trying to get to him. I see her kick my dog, and my dog's just taking it, just eating it, not caring. And going up, still trying to bite this horse. And she goes and tries to kick him again. I get there just in time, stand in front, like, like get in front of her leg, like block her leg. Holding out, so she kicks me. I go to grab my dog. Well, his collar is gone for some reason. Somehow, in the in the ruckus and the commotion, he lost his collar. So I just grab, wrap my arms around him, and try to pull him to the side. We're on a road. This is just a road that these horses and people were coming down. They're horseback riding down the road. So I grab my dog, put my arms around him, take him, like pull him over to the side of the road, and just tackle him. Kind of lay on top of him because he's really trying to get this horse. I hear this lady screaming, F you, you effing CKer. Uh, if you don't know that one, it's put the male part in somebody's mouth. CKer. And she's screaming it, F you, F you. I'm yelling, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm on top of my dog. And I turn over. The lady who was kicking my dog. I see her grab a knife and is holding a knife. But I see the lady next to her just got out of her like horse, like satchel, the wherever you store stuff on a horse. As I'm turning around, I see she's just getting it out. It's holding a gun at me and my dog. It's holding her gun at us. She's going, my effing gun is loaded. My effing gun is loaded, you effing CKer. And and she's holding at me. She's holding at my dog. We're together. She's kind of just pointing it at us. And I'm trying to get in front of my dog. Because I understand they're upset with my dog. Because what he did. He was he was a bad boy at the time. So uh, 
no excuses there. I, I don't still don't know why he did it. He's a great house dog, great family dog, but he did something bad. Doesn't define him, but he did something bad. And I'm trying to cover him because I have unconditional love for my dog. And this moment I'm thinking, I think I could take a bullet better than he can. I'm I go about two fifteen. He's about eighty six pounds. I think I could take my a bullet better than he can. And they threw these three other dogs, like they're trying to go towards me, towards us a little bit. So I've got one leg up. Like, do I got to block these dogs off if they come at me? Uh, so now this lady's holding, uh, holding us at gunpoint. Other lady's holding a knife at us. Uh, like a big old pocket knife. But, but not, they look like it's not made for anybody's normal pockets. It's a big old knife. Then my wife comes around to try to like help stuff. They point the gun over at her. She's like this too. I go, please don't put my dog in the car. Please, they're screaming. Your effing dog bit my effing horses. And the word for another word for male private parts. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm screaming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As as she's she put the gun on my wife just momentarily, but then brings it back to me and my dog is holding us at gunpoint, and I'm and I'm covering my dog up as best as I can. So she's kind of holding the gun at me and I'm going, please let me put my dog in the car. Just let me put him in the car. And they go, fine. So I yell to my wife, go get the car. Bring the car over here. Bring the car over right now. Because I can't drag my dog. My dog is, is wearing nothing. He has no collar on. Somehow his collar got ripped off. So she, my kid was still there. He remember he was eating in the back seat, or I'm sorry, in the our hatch of our car. He's, she goes back, he's standing in the middle of this gravel parking lot, just scream crying. Ah! She, and her head's like, how did he get down? How did he get down? He's 20 months old. Somehow he climbed down from the trunk and I don't think he knew the commotion was going on. I couldn't, I don't think he could really see it because these bushes were there, but he knew he was alone. I maybe felt abandoned at the moment. So that was scary. So my wife just grabs him, picks him up, puts him in the seat real quickly, gets him locked in, strapped in, comes over like a getaway driver. Like she's a baby from baby driver. Pulls up. I pick, I get up, like it's a squat, pick my big 86 pound dog up. I go open the door. She opens the door. Toss him in there. I look at my kid. He's, he's in the car seat. He's okay. I'm like, all right, good. My wife's going, get in the car. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I'm like, no, we need to handle this and give these people our information because they're like taking pictures of our car and stuff, still holding a gun at us and a knife at us. And the one who's holding, the lady's holding the knife who was kicking my dog and cussed at us ridiculously. She's yelling at her daughter, take pictures of him, take pictures of him, take a video. I go tell my wife, I go, hey, we're not leaving. I need to give them our information. We need to do what we can to settle this. She says, we just got to go. I go, no, stay here. Stay in the car. I need to go take care of this. So I walk out. They're still holding us. I walk out with both hands up. I go, I'm very sorry. I am very, very sorry for what happened. How can we make this right? Uh, what can I do to make this better? I'm very, very sorry. She says, come look at what your effing dog did. Oh, yes, ma'am. I go and I look. He bit my effing horse's Another night word for private parts. So I check it out. It's got 
about an inch long, a rip in the sheath of the horse. The sheath is what holds the male private parts. And I see there's a rip, like a cut in it. And there's a little bit of blood coming from it. I go, I am so, so sorry. I, I hope he's okay. I hope your horse is okay. Uh, you won't take my information. If you have to take him to the vet, I'll cover the bill, whatever I can do to make this right. Still holding my hands up though, because they, at this point, they just put the, put the gun away there. As I'm looking at the horse, the lady walked away that has the gun. Cause the other lady, remember there are three ladies. The other one goes, Hey, I, I think, I think we could calm down. I think we could calm down. So you see, I've got my hands up. I put my dog away. I'm apologizing profusely. The other one at that moment, speaking a little common sense saying, Hey, I don't think they're a threat. Uh, they're scared, if anything. So she puts the gun away. But as the lady's putting her gun away, she says the lady's holding a knife, knife point. Do you, want, do you want my gun? Take my gun. It's loaded. Take my gun. And the other lady's going, I don't think we need that. I think I think it's okay. So should we call the police? Should we call the police? As they're videoing us, and my wife gets out of the car, standing next to me, we both have our hands up. They're videoing us, like saying, should we call the police on them right now? Like, I don't know what the police are going to do when you guys are holding us at gunpoint. Am, am I in the wrong here? We messed up. We let our dog off leash in that moment to get some water in the shade. We messed up. The bad dog owners on us in that moment. But I don't think it calls for holding somebody at, at gunpoint. So... I give these people, or in knife point for that matter, let alone gun point, loaded gun, finger on the trigger. So I give these people my name, my phone number. I tell them what I do for a living. And then, okay, can I go, we get your address. We need your address. I go, okay. Somebody said, you should have given them a fake address. I go, no. I wasn't trying to hide anything. I just want these problems to go away. They yelled at my wife in the middle of this. You don't know how we handle things around here. My wife said, you're absolutely right. And we will never come back. We will never ever come back. So I give them all my information. She's like, I'm going to have to take it to the vet. The lady with the common sense in the back saying, uh, I, I don't know. I said, I don't know that we'll need to take him to the vet. I, I think he'll be okay. I said, we just put one stitch in. He should be fine. Um, and I, I just provide the address, my address. So now they have all my information. And my wife goes, uh, Julian, get in the car. We need to go. I go, I go, okay. Is there anything else you guys need to these women? They go, no. My wife yells to me, our dog just got kicked. We need to probably take him to, to the, to the vet. The lady with common sense in the background goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, he deserved it. I'm in my head like I thought you were the one with comments why are you trying to escalate things I've done everything in my power to de-escalate the situation and you're trying to make things worse so I go ma'am please she didn't say anything else I think she realized that I was unnecessary so give all that information this is Saturday it's for the next day on Sunday uh, we're home I missed a phone call I didn't realize I had the voicemail until Monday morning. Monday morning, I say I have a voicemail. Let's do it. It's that lady. Oh, missed a part. Hold on. So 
we are pulling out. Uh, so I give them all information. We get in the car. My wife is driving. She's in, uh, she's in the driver's seat. So we're going through. We're about half a mile away. My whole time, my wife is scream crying, scream crying, scream crying. So you need to pull over. I need to drive. Pull over right now. I need to drive. She pulls over the first chance we get. Pulls over the f- first opportunity we get. And uh, it's it's like this long, long, long driveway. This looks like a mile long of crappy gravel. She pulls in. We, uh, she gets out. Is scream crying, looking at her dog, making sure he's okay. Well, she's like, she's just like so frantic. I go, you need to walk over there. You're gonna upset our, our kid. He's not. He doesn't know what's going on, but he's gonna get really upset. Please walk over here. She's now she's hyperventilating. Uh, like dry heaving, have a panic attack. I kind of tried to console her for about four minutes. And I, I go, sweetheart, I have to check on her dog. I need you to, I need you to sit here and just handle, I, I will be right back, but I need to make sure our dog isn't bleeding somewhere. He is not uh, just almost dead. I, I don't know. I don't know if he got kicked by the horse before I got there. I need to go look at her dog really quickly and then make sure our son's okay too. So she's okay. So she's going, I go, I check the dog. My dog is going, ha, 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 ha. He just had the time of his life. He was the happiest dog you would ever see. Dad, that was awesome. Let's go bungee jumping every day. Woo! So happy. I look at his whole body, touch everything, like kind of applying some pressure everywhere on his body to see if anything hurts him. Nothing. So happy. A little bit of blood on his mouth. Grab it, wipe it off. Not his blood. It's from the horse. Like, oh, you son of a gun, dog. I love you, but good golly, you have no idea what you just did to our family right there. So I look at my my son. My son's got this look like, huh? <laughs> Super confused. What's happened? I go, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, everything's okay. Everything's okay. Close the door. I go back and saw my wife. She screamed crying. This goes on for maybe like eight-ish minutes. Right? Like, okay, let's get out of here. We go to, start towards the car. There's this like semi truck coming down this long driveway towards us. I'm like we need to get out of here, so we're walking through the car. But they get to us first. There's this guy in the front, and then guy. This guy jumps out the back. But we see the get the driver. The driver looks like he's a white man in blackface. He looks like he's a coal miner. The filthiest, dirtiest, Caucasian person looking face you'll ever see in your life. Just. Look like he he's been down the coal mine for three years, or he's trapped in a Chilean mine or something. Just filthy, disgusting. My wife said, "Why did he look like that?" <laughs> so the guy in the back gets out and walks towards us. I I heard there was some fighting. No, no, she she was crying. I look at my wife, thinking they're gonna want to hear you say something. Say that we're not fighting and I'm not beating you or something. So she goes, she goes, no, nobody's fighting. She goes, oh, okay, everything all right then? She goes, yes, everything is okay. All right. He goes, gets back in the truck. But the one with the filthy face is looking at us. Like, looking at us all weird and funny. So my wife, hey, we need to go. She goes, yeah, we got to go. We got to go. So we get back in the car. I jump in the driver's seat. We're driving down the road. 
She screamed, cried again. They were going to kill us. That's what they do around here. This is like out of a scary movie. It's like the hills have eyes. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. She goes, all these people were going to kill, kill my husband and kill my dog and get away with it. They were just going to get away with it. That's what they do around here. Oh, yeah. You might be right. You might be right. It was a horrible experience. So we get about 20 minutes away. Wife's finally calmed down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to ease her, but also make a little joke about it here and there. Like, hey, we made it, blah, blah, blah. I look in the hatch. I'm like, over. where's our stroller? You know, we, we lost the collar and I could deal with that. That's like 30 bucks probably. Our stroller was like $350. As soon as I, I ask where it's at, because I, I don't see it, she puts her head in her hand. I pull the car over. I go, yeah, we're going back. We're going back for that. She's going, I told them we never go back. I go, well, they don't got to know. We'll be quick. Turn around, start driving back. She's like, what if it's not there? I, you know what? Those people seem like they're, they're something. But uh, I don't think that they're stroller thieves. Solar Thieves isn't what I would put them as. And I'm, I'd go as far as saying I'm 85% confident it is right where we left it. And get there about 20 minutes later, it's just chilling, right in that same crappy parking lot. My wife's going, I got PTSD. I can still see it. All right, well, I'm driving right where it, where it happened to him. Jumping out real quick, trying to find this caller. We're, we're out. She jumps out. We're both looking on each, once, each side of the road. Uh, we're there for me. Dude. 35 seconds of looking. We see these two pickup trucks pull over to the side. Wait, let's just go. Let's just go. We get in the car and we roll out. Never to go back a day in our lives. So we get back to the, the phone call. So I missed the phone call the next day. So the next, Monday morning comes. See, I realized I had a voicemail. Listen to it. It's the lady that was kicking my dog. Whose horse? My dog bit. It's kind of a, not a very friendly email or excuse me, voicemail, but saying, I'm hoping you're going to do what you said you were going to do. And I've taken my dog into the vet or I've taken my horse into the vet. It's infected. So I have to take him in. I'm hoping you're going to do what you say you're going to do and pay the vet bill. So I realize it. I call the number back. I go, Hey, this is Julian. Uh, I'm absolutely going to pay the vet bill. And my dog caused that problem. And I'm absolutely going to pay whatever it is. So she takes it into the vet. She has the vet call me over the phone. And I pay her credit card over the phone. $313.04. I'm a humble man. Don't make that much. So $313.04 was quite a lot. Uh, But to put this all behind me, worth every penny. And she texted me afterwards, you're a good person. I hope there are more people like you. So there's a taste of crazy stories from my crazy life. And I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, please subscribe and get ready for more. These are crazy stories. These are crazy stories. These are crazy stories from my crazy life.